0: Hello, TTB community, and welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint Podcast. Each week, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and some of our very own personal travel experiences. Joining me today is the very racketeur, L.A. Chibley. Racketeur? Yes. What is that? So, so racketeur means, hold on, I have a definition on my phone, uh, a good storyteller. Oh, wow. All right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You I know, like that. I pick, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I picked that up. It was an adjective that, that described Anthony Bourdain as I'm reading his biography. Wow. Right. That um That, that was one lot. of the. That was the one of the adjectives. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: That. Yeah. So our guest today is Erica, and she has served as a publicist and messaging messaging expert for several nonprofit organizations, uh, but today we talk about costa rica and retirement she does some blogs for a travel magazine and it was a fantastic conversation we used to talk about specific reasons why costa rica is a great place to retire but not just costa rica And there this can be applied to a few other countries as well but we really focus on costa rica in this episode it's awesome uh um, yeah i hope you guys enjoy it even if you're not thinking about retirement right now at least keep this in mind for possible possibilities for when you retire and maybe not at 62.
0: One thing I want to add, I think we did a good job of this. Like we gave a really good broad overview. What I want to do, I want to get Erica back on and and get into like the the nitty gritty. I want to know the step, like I want to really dive into it. But so this was a really good way for us to kind of open the door and kind of explore what it would be like. We're going to We're going to figure out how to do it down to the, down to the details. I I think think you want to figure
1: it out so you can start your planning now.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you listen to this podcast uh, and you want to meet me in Costa Rica and retire soon, so uh, I'll see you there and just follow the podcast and you'll learn how with me. (laughs) All right.
1: So travel tip of the week is pick up a quality backpack or suitcase. As we've talked about in other episodes, if you get a backpack or suitcase that comes with the ability to lock it and you get a TSA approved lock, that'd be great. If you get something that actually fits in overhead compartments, then you don't have to have a check bag every time. But if you want something that, you know, folds out and can like unfold your laundry while you're in the hotel or whatever, it's easy. Just pick one up, quit using that old backpack from fifth grade. Lastly, check out some of the cool things we offer.
0: How do you organize and plan your trip? So if you like to keep your trip organized like we do, you can use the travel journal and planner that we developed for our very own personal travel experiences. This will allow you to record things like the dates, the budget, the top destinations, the currency exchange rate, the time difference. It has a fillable calendar and it provides you the ability to write out your entire itinerary by the hour. In addition to that, it has a place to store reservation information, a packing list, a to-do list. And then at the very back, it offers you space to journal about your trip. You can find this travel journal planner on our products page. And once you download it, you have it forever and you can reprint and refill it out for every trip you have moving forward. Now, if you do decide to purchase this, we encourage you to reach out to us with any tips to make it better.
1: To help compile all of your info for the journal slash planner, we turned ourselves into cartoons to create a five-part video course that provides a step-by-step process to create the ultimate itinerary, including number one navigation, number two, booking airfare, Number three, blogs, research, and reviews. Number four, itinerary building. And number five, safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. The goal of this video tutorial is so that you can become your own personal travel agent and learn how to be plan efficient trips now and forever, all the while saving you money to splurge on a nice meal or first class seat for your next adventure.
0: Yeah. And now, so if you still think that planning your trip is a little bit too much, or you just don't have time to sit down and actually do it, I can personally plan your trip for you using all the information that we just mentioned. If you're interested in this, please send me an email at the travelersblueprint at gmail.com or visit our service pages on our website, and we can meet over Zoom to discuss the details of your trip.
1: You want to contribute to the podcast? If you work in the travel industry, you can join us for a travel roundtable discussion by submitting your information through the TAT form on our website. You can also send us a travel article via direct message or at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com for the monthly Travel Bites episode. Support us by wearing us. Go to redbubble.com to find awesome gear and merchandise of the Travelers Blueprint. Some of the cost comes directly to us to help support the podcast. We definitely recommend the hoodie and the hat and maybe a sticker or a travel mug. Whether you purchase a product from us or just want to learn about travel alongside us as we interview our guests, know that we greatly value your support as a listener of the show. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Erica, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast.
2: I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. We're we're going to talk about Costa Rica and why it is a great place to retire, but we may also touch on a few other destinations. So, as with all of our guests. Before we get into the subject, we want to get a little bit of background on you, how you got into doing some travel writing, international affairs, and travel in general. So take it away.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, So my career has had a really funky securitist route. Um, I started off in television news. Um, I was a producer for about 15 years, and then decided I wanted to get out of the business, went into nonprofit PR, was fortunate to work for some terrific places, And I would say about three years ago, a dear friend of mine who had just been appointed the CEO of Travel Awaits, which is an online travel website, reached out to me. I had just gotten back from a business trip to Mumbai, um, was horribly jet lagged when she hit me up (laughs) and said, you know, we don't have a whole lot of pieces about India. Would you mind writing a little bit about the experience? And I did. And it's taken off from there. It's been really, really lovely. Because um, I've been fortunate enough to go a lot of places in my life. And the past two and a half years, writing about them and reporting about them have been this great sort of balm. You know, all of our wings have been clipped during COVID, right? (laughs) We have not gotten out and about the way that we have. But to be able to write about the places that I love so much that I've been fortunate enough to see and experience has really been a blessing. And I'm full of gratitude for that.
0: Awesome. I I think we can relate. And that's sort of why we do it you know why we do the podcast it's because we can continue to talk about these locations that
2: yeah i really love absolutely yeah. and the really cool thing about it too is uh, you know there's no better education than travel there just isn't Yes, no, so i think I... more of us could get out there and experience other cultures other places other people other things we'd be a much happier place
0: oh how great would the world be if everybody had to experience a culture different from their own or less privileged than they are um the empathy that would that would take over. Uh and and how so are that you would suggesting a
1: mandatory two week vacation outside of the country?
2: I have I, to tell you guys, I <laughs> I know it would never fly. Right. But in a perfect world, wouldn't it be incredible if every high school senior had to take a mandatory two week trip somewhere somewhere out of the United States?
1: That would be amazing. I
2: mean, amazing. Amazing.
0: Like, the the things those students would learn and how it would shape their life and their career.
1: Especially before college when they have to spend, you know, six figures in debt. It would to be figure perfect. out what they want to do.
2: It would be Exactly. Perfect. There's no and way for us offer to offer To be able to offer that opportunity to all kids though too. It yes. would have to be yes. equally applied right. all the way across the board, but there is no better education. So yes, next time yeah. I'm running for president, that's my platform right There you go. There. You, you have, you have, have, our, you have our vote. You have our vote. All right, so let's, so
0: let's
1: talk ahead, about Aya.
2: Costa Rica. Let's. Can we go there now?
1: I would love to, yes. It's warmer we'll than it there. is where we are. I don't know yeah. how St. Louis is, but it's it's pretty cold. It is currently 33 degrees in Hershey, Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, we've still got like eight inches of snow from Snowmageddon last week, so oh. I wish I was there right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love Costa Rica. Yeah. There are so many different reasons why, and I'm sure we'll get into a bunch of those during the course of our conversation. But um, I'm sure you're familiar with the article that just came out that ranked Costa Rica near the top as a retirement destination for expats. And so we saw that come out and I was assigned to the piece for Travel Awaits. And I went ahead and did my research and really dug deep into the top reasons why it is so attractive for retirees.
1: Which is yeah. great. And I, Bob, I don't know about you, but I, we haven't really had a retirement piece on this podcast before And I want to say retirement doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as it does in the U.S. Like if you're retiring at 62 and a half, I guess is that early stages, you could theoretically retire early if you're following the financial independence plan. Um, And these countries, specifically Costa Rica that we're going to talk about, are great countries to do that because they may be cheaper. And we'll discuss all the reasons why. Because you did the research.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. Ali. Uh, I, I guess I want to expand on that. So I guess when, I, when we're talking about retirement and I put up air quotes for those listening, you we, we can talk about at a point in your life when you quit your job or when you, you leave your job and you're moving on and you're not planning on working anymore. But I also think that there's this weird sort of middle ground now where you have people who can move to Costa Rica and still work in some way, shape or form. And, and live there. Now, Elliot, a, a perfect example would of that for us personally would be if we were to leave our nine to five jobs and go to Costa Rica and work on the podcast. To me,
2: full-time, that would be considered, yeah.
0: I would consider that retirement. Right. Yes. Yeah. Full time. Now, technically we're working. And so let's, there's sort of a weird, you know, gray area where you have to figure out what retirement means to you
2: completely agree and understood. And, you know, again, talking about what the past two years have taught us, right? You can yeah. really some of us can do our jobs from anywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right.
2: So mm-hmm. again, that's turning the entire idea of retirement and is it really necessary at the age at which it's traditionally offered on its head as well. Yeah. If you can do your job your nine to five and not have to quit and do it remotely somewhere gorgeous. Great Why too. Not? Good yeah. on you. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, yeah. And I think
1: I uh, I mean this is See, I'm already going off script here, but I think this is a conversation about social security and retirement as well, because if we're able to do our jobs in the older age, but maybe taper back the amount of hours we're actually putting in, that's to me not necessarily retirement, but it's just less than what we're doing now, uh, especially with most of the jobs that we're doing in this in the United States, being online or being with a computer. It's not as physical. You don't have to retire as early.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I uh, understand yeah. completely. And, you know, I think that there are things about Costa Rica that sort of tick those boxes, no matter how you're defining retirement. There, yeah. there are things that make it wonderful across the board, no matter how you define retirement.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about them. You've got eight reasons listed in your article. How do you yeah. want to go through it? Do you want to go from eight to one or one to eight?
2: You take me through them and we'll, we'll go in. We'll, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and do a deep dive on each. One of the
0: biggest ones that anybody I've ever talked to who was planning on retiring in the near future would say to me would be, I need to figure out my medical expenses. I need mm-hmm. to figure out my health care, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're an American listening to this. Uh, so let's dive into that one first. Let's get the big Absolutely.
2: one Absolutely. So, you know, and again, we should preface this conversation with, obviously, you've got to do your homework. You've got to do your research. You've got to make sure that you're covered. Um, so one of the things that you need to keep in mind, if you're going to retire in Costa Rica and you want to take advantage of the healthcare systems, and there too, um, you know, if you're going to take part in the public system, which everybody has to, you actually have to be a legal citizen part of the year in Costa Rica, right? If you're just going down there and you're there three months out of the year and you haven't filed that paperwork to be an official part-time citizen or full-time citizen you're not gonna be able to take part in the public healthcare system. You're gonna have to bring your private and have it come with you. So, and again, you see this with a lot with countries in Central America and South America where they've got a public system and a private system you can buy into. Many expats take their private with them, um, but they still, if they are full-time retirees, are paying into the public system, which is called La Caja. So La Caja is, it comes out of payroll taxes Everybody pays into the system and everybody is granted benefits out of it. Um, and at the end of the day, when you take a look at the comparative healthcare costs, but you know, with surgery, everything from, from diagnostics to surgery, all of your prescription med- medicines, all the stuff comes out to be 25 to 30% cheaper than what you pay in the United States. So wow. a big, big, big factor to consider, um, especially if you need you know, extensive health care. If you're retiring at an older age, it's certainly something to consider. And one of the reasons why your your retirement dollars will go so much further.
1: So let's talk about the medical care system in the US and what age you actually need to get that. And then if you say wanted to retire at 50 instead of what it would be to get Medicare in the US, could you get that equivalent in Costa Rica without having to pay that extra dime?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, and I don't immediately have the answer to that. Um, I'm, I am—I like the both of you. Are I'm not quite <laughs> to the age where I'm at traditional retirement age. Um, I do know that, you know, to pay. I believe Medicaid is 62 when you can access it. Yes, but yeah, I maybe we should. I, I feel like I'm going off where my expertise comes in. Yeah,
1: that's no, that's fine.
2: That's fine. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just chop that out. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I I totally understand that. Um. So, knowing what you know, if mm-hmm. you were to retire in Costa Rica, what route do you know? What route you would take personally? Or do you mind sharing that?
2: No, not at all. I I personally, right now, where I am in my life, would do a mix of private and public, <laughs> which you can do. That's another thing about the system that's so interesting. Um, full time retirees down there and expats have the option of mixing and matching, right? Where you can take parts of your private healthcare with you. You can also, you're going to have to buy into the public system as well. So you see sometimes people double dipping, where it might be easier to get diagnostics in the public system. But if you want to see a specialist or get some sort of special procedure, you're going to go with your private system. So yeah, again, yeah, that's, that's a really, it's, it's really cool that you have that option to mix and match. And again, something that's really appealing to retirees.
1: All right. Very interesting.
0: The next one is connectivity. And I think this mm. is one... This is probably the m- one thing most people may know about Costa Rica and why it's so popular with expats is because it's a great location and, and you have good access to internet there.
2: Mm-hmm. So when I, when I consider connectivity... There are two things I keep in mind. Uh, yeah, of course, it's broadband, it's internet, it's making sure that your computer and this works, right? And so they've got great systems in place down there. I never felt disconnected once. Now, it's not to say that there aren't really remote areas of Costa Rica. And Elliot, if you've been there and worked on a farm before, you know, Yeah. Um, but you know... in <laughs> In the city centers, in the larger towns, um, certainly along the coast, you're going to get fine broadband. You're going to get fine service. The other piece that um, that I think about when I think about staying connected is how quickly would it take me to get home? Yeah. If there is an emergency, I got to get back to the States. I'm got to get back to my immediate family or extended family. How quickly will it take for me to get back there? And it's so accessible. I mean, I, I don't know what I was thinking the first time that I went but it's like a three-hour flight from Miami Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but yet you feel so far away Mm -hmm. so for both those reasons the both those connectivity reasons Costa Rica is tops of my list
1: yeah and I I want to equate that connectivity to family in the U.S. back to the uh basically your first experience leaving home going to college which most kids experience, like they want that separation from home, but they also may want that ability to go home easily. And Costa Rica is kind of that for the the retiree slash maybe empty nester that you can go home pretty much whenever you want pretty easily. And it's not too far. The other thing is that the time zones are relatively, are almost identical to the oh United States.
2: I'm so mm-hmm. glad you brought that up. Huge, huge, huge. You're not halfway around the world negotiating 12 hours on you know across time zones, right? And and somehow that makes you feel more connected to the people back in the States too, to your loved ones. So Yeah, because you're
1: like, oh, it's morning where you
0: are, it's morning where I am. And not a big deal. It's like we're kind of in the same place.
2: Absolutely. Well well, that
0: rolls into the next topic, which is the familiar feel, right? Mm -hmm. And so explain that to us.
2: Yeah, you know, I know you both have heard of Pura Vida, right? It's it's the buzzword. It's what everyone talks about when they talk about Costa Rica. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's just true. I mean, the pace of life is so much different down there. People are generally so much happier, more relaxed, more chill. Um, And so the general vibe and feel is one of... Kind of perpetual optimism and happiness. I, I, you guys have been there. You know this. You understand this. And it'd be hard to be grumpy in a place as beautiful as Costa Rica with it's as very many hard. beautiful things to, to see and do and experience. So yeah, I mean the overall vibe and the feel and the familiar feel of it too. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks there do speak English. It's certainly not first language down there, but more often than not, in my experience. Costa Ricans went out of their way to make us feel at home. And so there was just that great connection and communion with them in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ellie, would you agree with that? I do, yeah. And I think in your in your article you kind of talk about that if you're urging, if you have that urge to get really familiar with something that you miss, there are those American sports bars down there. There are the expat owned, you know, little bars that you can find. And it's just kind of nice. Like you can get that, that taste of home without actually going home.
2: Absolutely. You can get it on the little surfer communities that are up and down the Pacific coast. You can get it in San Jose. So you're absolutely right. I mean, if if you're really, if you're really craving a little bit of America, you're going to be able to find it down there.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think it's important to note that you probably will crave America. It's common for travelers to miss. You know certain aspects of their own culture, especially when you're traveling for extended periods of time. We've talked to people where you know the one thing that they miss is the hamburger. Uh, or I was you say know, that
2: trip to McDonald's, right? Exactly,
0: yeah. that's like the most common one, and so you're going to encounter that uh, that sense that feeling of uh, being homesick, and you do have an outlet for it there. It's not like you're in the middle of Vietnam, or, you know, extensively off the beaten trail, or even in South America. You're not in you know in in the middle of Colombia somewhere. It has pockets of, of American culture, yeah. which well, is really, nice. So many Americans really nice. are there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, and you're, you're going to need it. It's inevitable that you'll you'll miss home. Yeah. I
2: completely agree, Bob. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, no matter where I go, no matter where I travel, I mean, home is still home, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. if you're somewhere extended, if you've decided to make another place your home, if you are a true expat, it still doesn't change the fact that you're going to still reconnect to where you are and you're going to miss where you where you come from and miss certain aspects of it so the good news is in costa rica you're not going to be very far if you need to go grab a burger and fries
1: yes yeah i will say the the two times i've i've had extended stays in foreign countries was for Mm -hmm. four months in western germany and for six weeks in tanzania and the the things that I miss most, it, it was the same with both countries, and it was the ability to be able to converse with anyone at any time and right. not feel like an outsider. Right. And I feel like Costa Rica may have that that sweet spot, right? That Goldilocks area where you do have, you're surrounded by mostly, mostly Costa Ricans, but there is a large population of, and when I say large, I mean relatively large compared to other international countries, of expats where you might be able to have those familiar conversations
2: yeah and build those connections too yeah so yeah. you know almost like a recreation of home
0: mhm right yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it yeah and and not only are are you going to have that familiarity with the people that you're talking to but you're going to be able to you're going to have similar interests because you both went down there uh Absolutely. you know so you have something there to build <laughs> yeah, uh, something right right to to, to build a conversation on um so the next the next one is the outdoor adventures and this is something that that I have told my wife so many times, um, so I have actually not been to Costa Rica yet. Okay. And as we have, we have now an infant and a toddler. So it's getting harder to travel and explore like we did before kids, obviously. And so we're looking for these new destinations that we can go and we can kind of get a little bit of adventure while also being safe and having access to the Western amenities that make us feel comfortable. And Costa Rica, I've always told my wife, and Belize too, uh, ha- offers the best of both worlds. If we want to sit on a resort with all the amenities that we need, uh, we can. And then if we want to spend a day exploring remote jungles or snorkeling, if we're able to, or if I just want to you know, run away for a day, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can do that and still fe- I have that feeling of adventure and being outside and you're not confined to the resort. So it really is this perfect little uh, location in that regard.
2: A hundred percent. I'm going to get a sip of water really quickly. I hope that's okay.
0: Absolutely. Just, you could pick up right as if I finished that sentence.
2: Sure. Um, absolutely. And for all the reasons that for you as a new dad would find Costa Rica appealing, same would go for a retiree, right? I mean, it's, it's all about the whole person and what it is you want to do and when i say there is something for everyone in costa rica i mean it um again sitting beachside every day if that's what you want to do great you are covered (laughs) that sounds really great Mm -hmm. um if you want to go hike a volcano you're covered if you want to go see monkeys and tarantulas you're covered um if you want to go kayaking if you want to go snorkeling scuba scuba you're set i mean The, the wide range and vast range of experience is just, it was mind boggling to me. Yeah. You could, you could do something new every day for a year. It just, you know, and again, everyone's going to customize their own experience to what they're able to do, what they want to do, but there truly is something there for everyone. No matter where, no matter the stage of life, it's a great place to take little kids. It's a great place for retirees. It just does not get better than, than that.
0: Yeah. yeah that's really important. That's great. you know the the variety for anyone in any stage of life I think is really important to to mm-hmm. talk about a little bit further because when you're talking about exploring the jungle, there's a variety. there's a range of how you can do that. You can do it with a really curated tour that uh, makes it very easy and accessible, or you could just like find someone to take you out and really dive into it and be in the thick of the jungle with no equipment or something. You know, you really want to test your adventurous side. And so Which personally
2: could, would not appeal much to me. But
0: yeah you're right. I
2: mean yeah I mean you can you can choose your own adventure in Costa Rica.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: That's what it's all about. It's choosing you your own adventure and figuring out what it is you want to do. If you don't want to do anything, that's cool. You can do it in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Do nothing in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Or you can go out exploring to your heart's content and everything in between. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I mean, my personal experience there was incredible. Bob, I think you would have loved it as well. Um, there is one day where we actually took a hike into like the heart of a mountain, heart of a jungle and explored this waterfall that very few people had ever seen. It, there's no real paths out there. You literally have to hike up the river to get to it. And those ty- kinds of adventures are all over the place. Or you can do like the high ropes course or the zip lining.
0: Yeah. and th-
2: yeah. I mean, it's it, really the sky's the limit there. Yeah. The sky's the limit. I mean, short of snow skiing, which I wouldn't want to do anyway. I mean, everything is there. So,
0: yeah. And sort of at the foundation for the, all of this entire conversation, because it is, we're, we're trying to talk about this in the context of retirement, even though, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of going back and forth of just talking about it as a vacation destination in general, is that you're saving so much money because you're you're living there or you're living there for a significant amount of time uh with, within the year. And so everything that you're doing just by merely existing in Costa Rica versus the United States, you're saving money.
2: Yeah, and it's not to say that there aren't ridiculously luxe options. If you want to go ahead and spend, you can certainly spend. There's right. ample opportunity. <laughs> Don't right. Don't get it twisted here. There's a lot of opportunity to invest in some high-end luxe properties in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to retire there on a budget, it's absolutely doable as well. Yes. Yeah. And yes.
1: one of the things that I remember learning about Costa Rica is the they have one of the highest percentages of protected lands than any other country in the world. Mm-hmm. So, outdoorsy people,
0: yeah. you got a that big playground always the case they act they they started to develop i believe i believe i read this a long time ago they started to develop and and uh they realized that they were ruining the jungles that were the appeal for the tourists and then revamped how they were going to develop and improve the country and and sort of they realized they should definitely protect the thing that is drawing tourists to their country yeah Uh, one of the the things
2: that are drawing the tourists right because think about it. I mean, the amount of biodiversity, and we're going to get there in a second, that is in that tiny little country is astounding, like mind-blowingly wow. astounding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. our I think it was episode 11, one of our very early episodes, we actually discussed where we had an episode with the person I stayed with on the farm. and
2: Oh, wow.
1: I remember when we were there, him talking about the two biggest exports, and it was a joke at the time, but it's there's some truth to it the two biggest exports for Costa Rica are dirt and water. Yeah. Because they, because they farm, most of the erosion goes out to sea and right. most of what they farm is fruits that have high water content, like, right. uh, pineapples and
0: watermelon.
2: Yep. Oh, interesting. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. So what's
0: next here? What's next? The climate.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it kind
0: of, ra- yeah, we, we, go ahead.
2: No, 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 it's it's so here's the thing. They've got a summer and they've got a winter, and both are better than what you're living through right now, probably. <laughs> right? I mean, the summer is the dry climate. It tends to be a bit warmer. Uh, the winter is the rainy season. Um, and even then we we stayed in Costa Rica during the rainy season, during the winter. And what we found, and Elliot, I'd love to hear how this compares to your experience. We had one day where it was not even a washout. There was a big storm, but then it just moved across the country. It Mm -hmm. moved right out of the area. So it was just fine. Um, It's just a beautiful temperate climate. It didn't get too, too warm, in my opinion. Um, certainly, Certainly nothing oppressive. Um, especially not if you're by the pool or by the ocean. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's a very mild temperate climate with the only variation in seasons being sort of more of a dry, a little bit warmer season and a cooler wet season. But keep in mind, cool is comparative. Relative, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And that was about the same experience we had. I was there in end of March and it was like at the tail end of the rainy season. And so, and, and the rainy season is... There is a lot of rain, but it is, it just kind of comes through basically the same time every day. Kind of like Florida has afternoon thunderstorms, Yep. but it is not nearly as, uh, oppressively humid and there's a lot more shade in the mountains and you have the nice breezes of either coast.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the mountains are going to get cool too. Yeah. I mean, they will get cool. So if you really do need a break from the heat, you can go up to Arnold, poke around up there. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that Elliot, um, it reminded me a lot of the Keys, the Florida Keys in that regard, Yeah. where the storms would come in, they'd blow out, and then you'd have sun again. You'd have a little bit of base humidity from the rain, it would burn off, and you just go about your day.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. look, things have to stay green there. You know, you gotta oh, yeah. have water. Yeah. It's, it's it's a trade-off for sure. It's an easy trade-off. A little bit of rain for all that beauty.
1: Mm-hmm. Worth it.
0: Yeah. Easy. Easy. All right. This is one that I'm very excited for, the food.
2: Oh gosh. <laughs> Here's the thing. The oh gosh, it's just so everything there is so fresh. Everything there is grown there. You're you're doing a lot of seafood, a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. We loved just going to the farmers market and checking out what oh, they yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Um and again, another way you could stretch your retirement dollar for sure, hit up the farmers market for your weekly produce. You're going to get the best that's available. Um, we loved, loved the food and even the more traditional heavier food, you know, the beans, the rice, that sort of thing. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible. It is.
1: That was honestly, I mean, a lot of the beans and rice are kind of like a staple of Costa Rica, but it is Absolutely. really good. Um, one of the things that I guess at the time really interested me was the, the plantains being oh, used yeah. basically yeah. as like potatoes mm-hmm. and you would just fry them up and then you'd have these plantain French fries.
2: Right, delicious, so delicious. Or the base, um, a lot of times they'll they'll pound the plantains for a torta base as well, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the other two things that immediately come to mind when we talk about food are the coffee and the chocolate, there,
1: too. Oh, yeah, so
2: <laughs> you're not I, gonna have better coffee, it's just not going no. to happen.
1: No, so there is. So, the guy that I took the trip with in uh, when I went. He is someone that can't drink coffee in the States unless it's uh like he can't drink the traditional like Folgers or Maxwell House because mm-hmm. they're big producers. Um, and I'll talk about why in a second. But when it gets to like individual single origin stuff that's whole bean, he typically mm-hmm. can drink that. And the reason being is that he has an allergy to cockroaches. So uh, with oh and I, I've talked about gosh. this before, but typically the the larger ground coffees have will inevitably have a small amount of cockroaches just mixed into the beans.
2: Oh. And
1: it is it is extremely minute, but it it's enough that he'll get ulcers. So when he goes down to Costa Rica, he can actually drink the coffee. And I hope now he ulcers. brings much back. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> as
1: much as he can. Yeah.
2: Well, and th- the interesting thing too is, and again, Elliot, deferring to you here because you worked on a farm, but the soil there is so rich because you've got the volcanic soil you've Mm -hmm. got the you've got the oceans coming in you've got all the rain and there's something about that soil that is just the sweet spot for growing some really amazing coffee beans
1: yeah it is really good and i think costa rica has some of the best coffee that i've ever had um peru is a is it may be right up there with costa rica okay peru's got some incredible coffee
2: Peru's on my list. I've not been. So one of these days I'll get down there and the first thing I'll do is grab a cup of coffee.
1: Yes.
0: Sounds, yeah. sounds like you really enjoy it based on what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one, what I do want to get into now, then, so the next one is, is the wide range of housing. And this is very, yeah. very important to retiring. Uh, you need a place to live. Um, let's get into it because then I also want to get into I'm just trying to think of a way we can break down the finances of things and mm-hmm. and really, I guess, describe as best we can how money can actually go further. Sure. Like, and I don't, I don't know if we can I, do that, but we can try. We can, Erica, I'm sure you could probably speak to it, but I guess let's talk about the housing and then tie that into the, the financial situation that you'd find yourself in in Costa Rica.
2: Absolutely. So we sort of touched on this earlier. Um, Costa Rica has a wide range of housing options, and it's also important to consider the region in which you're looking at as well. You're going to pay more for something that's on the coast, um, where even if you come a bit inland, you're going to save a bunch of money on your real estate costs. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. There's a wide range of housing, wide array of, you know, like lux, and then, you know, moderate here. Yeah. Um, and then thinking about where it is you want to live. If you're going to pay for an ocean view, (laughs) there's just, there's no getting around that. Right. So that being said, if you're taking a look at inland and then some places in San Jose as well, which is a great city, you're going to pay a lot less than what you're typically used to say on East coast, West coast sort of situation.
0: Right. Right.
2: You just are. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the cost of food. Um, that's certainly something that's that's much lower than in the United States. Because if you go local, you're not paying for transportation costs. You're not paying for things to be shipped into you. You're going to eat better and it's going to be easier on your wallet as well. So those are the two biggies. And also the healthcare costs. You know, Again, we talked about that a little bit, but you're looking at, even if you mix and match between public and private, you're still looking at a basic of, of 25 to 30% savings on what you'd pay here in America. So you put all those together and you can save a pretty penny by retiring down there.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of the, when we've talked to other people about retiring, or I guess not necessarily retiring, but more digital nomads that are trying to find that, mm-hmm. that lifestyle, that nomadic lifestyle in other countries, they found that it is cheaper. Food is a little bit cheaper right. or higher quality. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask is, and I already lost my train of thought.
2: No worries. Nope. You know, and the we're other moving thing on. Is, <laughs> the other thing too is, you know, for people who are considering retiring or considering taking on the digital nomad lifestyle, you know, try a couple of different places. You need to do that. That's a great. Right. Point. I mean, you might want to decide. Okay, let's let's get a city flat in San Jose. See how that goes. Okay, let's head to the coast for a little bit. See where our dollar stretches there. You really need to do your homework and. It's not even homework, you need to have the experience of living in a place at a time, right? So you don't just make a snap decision on this you know if you're if you're choosing to go to a different country to retire, you're going to want to make sure you know the country, you know what you like best about it, you know where you want to be, and then make your budget match accordingly,
1: yeah. I do remember what I was going to ask, and it was more of a discussion. So we had uh, someone who's done a lot of tours in Central America, primarily Mm -hmm. Mexico and Cuba, but he has some connections down in Costa Rica. But um, for expats or retirees that are looking to actually purchase real estate in the country, you do have to be a citizen or you have to know someone that is a citizen that will help basically co-sign the property with you.
2: The way it's been described to me is sort of a sponsorship situation, right? Yeah. I mean, they're co-signing, okay. but they're, they're sort of like your in-country sponsor mm-hmm. to purchase real estate. And again, I know that we talked about this earlier um, as it pertains to healthcare. You know, you've got to, if you're going to be a retiree, you know, you have to fill out the pa- proper paperwork to basically be a part-time citizen of Costa Rica. So yeah, I mean, there are definitely hoops that you're going to have to jump through to purchase property and to retire down there. But you know, again, do your homework. Talk to other people who have gone through the same process because that's how you're going to figure out how to best make it work for you.
1: And let's let's talk about that for a second about having people help you basically get through those those legal hurdles um, to purchase property, but not just that, but to be to get the visa, maybe become a citizen. Um, what do you recommend? And I think you talked about this not necessarily in this article, but another article about retiring to different destinations.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to want to I mean, there are there are companies out there that will help expats sort of negotiate or maneuver or figure out what it is they need to do to check each box to get them to where they want to be. You know, the first thing you got to figure out is if you're if you're really ready to make the move. If you're committed, you're going to do it. You've got to make sure you're getting your paperwork done, you got to make sure you're getting everything sort of on the up and up. So there are companies that will help you do that, but Again, for places that have large expat communities like Costa Rica, you know, find somebody on the ground, find somebody who's gone through it before. That's, that is going to be, I would think a more valuable experience because you're talking to somebody who's done it before and who can help guide you through. So again, it's, you know, very rarely do we just decide we're going to pick up and retire and move everywhere, move some, (laughs) move us, you know, move everything about our lives to somewhere else. Right, We're going there because we've heard good things about it or our friends or our neighbors have done the same. So it's about networking. It's about making sure you've done that due diligence. And I really think that if you find somebody, an American there who's gone through the same thing, they're going to want to help you out.
0: There's almost um, a Facebook. There's a Facebook group for almost every country where it's like expat of colombia expat of costa rica and i because i've joined a few even as as someone living in it's just to poach guests and get insight (laughs) on the country but i actually i i joined some of those groups um and they discuss everything from you know where to find certain food items that they are craving or can't seem to find in their country and people really help out uh or or, get like, legal information and legal insight and documentation insight yep. or whatever it may be. So those are great resources. Just Facebook it, you know. And Absolutely.
2: You. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but Google it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right, yep. right, right. Um, are you planning on retiring at Costa Rica?
2: Oh, gosh. I would love to. I am still quite a ways away from retirement um, in the way that I think it'll work for me and my family. Mm-hmm. But I would love to, for all the reasons we've discussed. Um, yeah. You know, I I do have a son, and would you know want to come back and see him? It's not like he's going to be he would be moving down there, right? Um, but you know, just for the ease of travel, um, and like the no stress. It's just, it's just one of the most chill, laid back places I've ever been, and I can totally see myself retiring there. Yeah. Well, that
1: that brings us to the last piece of this, which is number eight. The, well, la pura vida, la, uh, the yeah. pure life. and It's a thing. I, we yeah. talked
2: about this a little bit before. I'm sorry, I kind of yeah. jumped, uh, jumped order there. But um, I have never been to a place where people have been more welcoming or friendly. Um, even if there was a language barrier, we kind of met in the middle. My little bit of Spanish and their little bit of English got us to where we needed to be. Um, I think that... Again, my family's ability to appreciate the differences makes a huge, huge difference as well. Um, And I'm sure it's the same for both of you. Having been other places and knowing that life is different than in the States Mm -hmm. (laughs) and appreciating that goes a long way. But again, it's hard to be grumpy or miserable in a place as beautiful as Costa Rica. And I feel like you definitely feel, see, and experience that from the people that are around you there.
0: Yeah. And isn't that what everybody's seeking when they retire? You know that sort of lifestyle. I I don't know anybody who said, you know what, what I want to do when I when when I retire, I want to find a more stressful situation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so it it's this it it encompasses everything that I feel like most people seek in their retirement. You're saving money, or you you're finding the longevity of your money. You're trying, you know, you're you're trying to keep your 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 money around for as long as possible until you until you die. Uh yeah it it has the familiar feel it has these outdoor adventures it has great climate the food is amazing and you can find housing to accommodate uh pretty much any sort of uh economic you know socio economic status
2: you're in so, It really is the entire package it, it is. really is in this little tiny gem of a central american country who would have thought but i mean it's just it's a gorgeous gorgeous place and You're right, Bob. I mean, when you retire, you get off, you get out of the rat race. You don't want to get back into it. Go somewhere beautiful and chill out for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there any negatives to retiring in a foreign country? You know, I thought
2: about this going into the conversation with you all. I think that the language barrier is a thing and feeling as an outsider is a thing. Um, and I think that's why you just really need to embrace the new reality of your situation that you've chosen for yourself mm-hmm. and lean into that. You know, yeah, I think yeah. I, you've got to lean into it, yeah. right? I mean, you know what's going to be different. That's why you signed up for this. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I would think that at times it would get maybe a little lonely. You might feel as an other, but that's why you build the community around you. That's why you figure out where where those expats are, connect with them, and then really... Learn to love the place where you are for yeah. all of the things it brings to bear.
1: So I do want to point out that Costa Rica in the 2018 to 2020 gross national happiness index had, was rated number 16, which is the top of any
0: Latin American country.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh. I believe it. I believe it. I'm surprised it's not higher, actually.
0: Yeah, I am too. I know those Scandinavian, Scandinavian countries always get to the top of the list, but... I mean, how happy can you be with all that snow and freezing temperatures? And the dark. I don't know if I believe it. The dark for yeah, six right. months. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know if I believe it.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'll just I'll say this about Costa Rica. I I have had a whole host of really. I've been I've been a lot of different places in my life. I've been really fortunate to travel pretty much around the world, um, and I take different experiences and different memories with me. But I don't think I've had the sense. Well. There are only a handful of places where I've had like a sense of complete awe and wonderment. And I have to tell you guys, there was this one morning, we're out on the veranda, we're sipping our beautiful Costa Rican coffee, and I heard them before I saw them. I heard them, and I looked up into the sky, and there was a flock of scarlet macaws just cruising by. And I went, where am I? How did I get here? (laughs) It was one of those imprint travel memories mm-hmm. and so if you could have those every single day yeah. i mean yeah what's yeah. not to love yeah uh, yeah
0: i'm ready to go awesome. right now I know. I know i'm booking a <laughs> ticket i'm gonna go it's upstairs so, it's so close and... it's only like
1: five hours from philly yeah not yet yeah. and that's something i, think I don't less think people
2: understand that. too how close it really is
1: all right let's look up some flights yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's close,
0: right? And Erica, I know we we talked about this in several different forms throughout the conversation today. But if there are three things that someone should ask themselves before they travel, or they retire, uh, or move to a different country, what would you say they those three things would be?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing I would ask myself is my commitment level to the country I'm going to be living in. Yes. You know, again, it's, you've got to be in it to win it, right? And Mm -hmm. you've got to really be in love with the place. You have to love it. (laughs) And so I just, again, commitment to the place where you're going to be returning to in every way, shape and form. Yeah. That's the the first thing.
0: That's a, that's a great point. I just want to add on to that because, you know, there has to be commitment to the, to the destination you're going to because you're moving to that destination. When you're stuck at home and it's everything you've ever known, uh, and, but you're living there anyway. There's not really – I don't know. The, the, the level of commitment isn't required because it, it just is what it is. This is where you grew up. This is where your life is. It's almost like you, know, you have a sibling and you have to love them kind of you know, because they're your sibling, right? So <laughs> it's, it's a similar mindset there. Um, you can pick your yeah, friends. No. You can't
1: pick your family.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Right.
2: Very true. So I think that the first thing is that, that idea of commitment to your new country. Um, the second thing that I would consider, um, am I done seeing the world yet? <laughs> you know, I mean, are there other places I really want to go? Because when I think about retirement, it's not to say that you you retire somewhere else and you don't travel. But I, I kind of see retirement as sort of like an end destination. And mm-hmm. I'd want to make darn sure that that's the place I want to be for an extended amount of time. Right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to second guess that I picked the right place. Have I seen everywhere that could be an option? Have I picked the right place? So I I think you got to be done with the bulk of your travel or just know that, know that that's where you want to be. And the third thing I think I would just, you know, again, consider where you are in your life. I mean, my husband and I have foregone travel, you know, just two week trips because of a sick parent or, you know, something else going on. You know, you really have to be at a point in your life where you can make that sort of move and make that sort of commitment without worrying about everything else that might be going on at home. Oh,
0: that's a good point, too. Yeah, those are great, great points. Yeah. 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 Where you're not feeling
1: like you're shirking responsibility.
2: Correct. And you're not feeling as if, yes, shirking responsibility and you're not feeling as if um, there's unfinished business at all.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you might start to feel... You might actually feel resentment towards that country if you're staying in there, feeling like you're right. not enjoying. Oh, it.
2: you could, you could. Yeah. So those are the top three things I would encourage people to consider.
0: Very important things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Erica, you oh. ready for the rapid fire round? Oh sure. But before we get into it, please <laughs> take a minute to tell us uh, about your website, where people can can read your your travel writing and uh, any social media handles that you would like to share.
2: I appreciate that. So I did the majority of my writing for TravelAwaits.com. They're an online website that really focuses on travel experiences and opportunities for people 50 and plus, um, and mostly women travelers. So it's a really cool demo. Not quite there yet, but I'm skirting it. And then also, um, my new website is AdventuresWithErica.com. That's where you'll learn a little bit about Who I am and where I've been and where I hope to travel to very, very soon.
1: Awesome. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So, Erica, first question is, what is the first word that comes to your mind when you hear the word travel?
2: Adventure.
0: Perfect. What travel book has had the biggest influence on your life? Oh. Yeah, I feel like this is a difficult one. Okay, uh...
2: Little House on the Prairie.
0: Oh, right. That's (laughs) interesting. Really?
2: Surely, because I mean, I was a little girl. We watched the TV show. We read all the books. They were traveling nonstop. And that's the <laughs> only way they, but that's the only way they could travel. That was their entire life. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that sense of adventure and that sense of uncertainty mm-hmm. <laughs> and really. now knowing we can go wherever in the world we want to go. Yeah. So yeah, Little House on the Prairie.
1: All right. Would you rather battle food poisoning in Mexico or get lost in Thailand?
2: Oh, I've done one. I'm going to say <laughs> get lost in Thailand. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> tell us one thing travelers should not do.
2: Don't be a jerk.
0: Yeah, Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'd I would i would give you the other version, but you know, I don't want you to, right. have to beat me. it's it's important
0: <laughs> life advice, but I think it's even more important uh, as travel advice. Just don't be an a yeah. hole. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And lastly, what is one piece of advice you've given to yourself ten years ago? <sighs> oh.
2: It's all gonna be fine. All
0: right. That's yeah it's all gonna be fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my my kid was five. <laughs> ten yeah. years ago. He was just starting kindergarten and oh, I, was still, I was still in a television newsroom. So it's all going to be fine.
0: I'm going to take your advice today. See. So I just signed my toddler up for for yeah, preschool like a few days ago. So yeah, that's... I'm gonna tell myself Is that it? That, that was an easy
2: that. flash round.
0: Yeah. That's we it? used to have 12 questions <gasps> um, and we kind of, we, we slowly <laughs> scaled it back. Uh, yeah, yeah. It
1: ended up becoming like 20 minutes. It ended up being Hi. like yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, that could have been the ended, whole episode. We ended we're up going under on, an hour, guys. So yes. Yeah. yeah. We ended up going on tangents within the rapid fire round. Because, yeah, which like, we, some of the which answers we were so more interesting. Fun, yeah. Yeah, right.
2: right. Okay, yeah, it's been it's, gonna be it's been fun.
0: awesome having you on today. Thank you so much. I oh, have a pleasure. I have a big feeling that you're going to be on the podcast again. Uh, it was it was really great talking to you and just looking into your website and and. Learning a little bit about your past experiences, I think we have we have uh, more travel discussions uh, for our
2: future. Anytime, guys, it was my pleasure. Have a great, great rest of the day, and stay safe and well.
1: I am gonna start looking into this. Probably not right now, but in the next ten years, definitely. And I'm already, I've already started to tell friends and family, like my in laws and my dad that, and my grandparents that they should consider Costa Rica because. It's doable and it may yeah. actually be cheaper.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I love the idea of like a partial retirement in Costa Rica, six months out of the year, sort of going down there and saving so much money by simply existing in Costa Rica for six months. Yeah. And then still being in the United States part I've of that heard- year. Like, I, I just like that idea. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think that Costa Rica is in my future for sure.
1: Yeah. I will say they do have some pretty good casinos. So, they definitely are already catering to that that retiree
0: crowd. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Florida for people who don't want to be in Florida. That's a good analysis. It's <laughs> a Costa good comparison. Weekend, the Florida for people who don't want to go to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, thank you for listening to this show. If you want to support us in a way that's uh, no money, no money down, no money down, zero uh, percent <laughs> interest forever, you, you can do it by simply <laughs> sharing this link on like Facebook or Twitter. Like, just help us promote the show, and we truly, truly, truly will appreciate it. And ultimately, what that does is increases eyes on the podcast, which increases on the likelihood of we get of us getting great guests. If you do want to support us in financial way, there are there's a link on our Instagram to buy us a coffee. We would greatly appreciate that. That helps us uh dedicate more time to the show uh we also have merchandise red bubble the hat i'm wearing right now a hoodie i've had now for a few years that i absolutely love and i wear all the time uh good quality stuff definitely recommend if you if you want to support the show that way you can do that and and that's really it uh,